0: So I've had people that have called me that are inheriting property, right? Mm-hmm. And it's a dilapidated property and they want to fix it up and they want to put a tenant in it, but they need to fix it up. Mm-hmm. What are your suggestions for one when they're just holding the property? Um, what about when they're ready to renovate the property? What kind of insurances do they need if they're just holding it? Like I just I own this property. How, what kind of insurance do I need? And then when they're at the stage that they want to renovate it and put a tenant in it, how does that change? Okay. Hey guys, this is Kevin and Aisha Shelton with the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast.
1: Where we navigate partnership, prosperity, and parenthood.
0: Hey guys, this is Aisha Shelton. And this
1: is Kevin Shelton.
0: Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. (laughs) I think I might start a singing career, what y'all think?
1: No. Absolutely not. I, I don't support you, that dream.
0: I ask what they think. Back. okay. No, um, just sell real estate. You do that <laughs> amazingly. Thank you. You don't have to
1: sing a line to sell real that. estate.
0: I might sell real estate dancing.
1: Do you want to buy real estate? Buy it from Aisha.
0: And if you want me to sing you a song, call me. No? <laughs>
1: <laughs> so what are we talking about today, um, Mrs. Shelton?
0: Getting, uh, well, Mr. Shelton, I think it'd be good to talk about insurance on your flips so you know everybody wants to get into the flip game true right um it has a it can have a relatively low bar of entry true and uh, when you're calculating your budget and your expenses have we always calculated insurance into ours we have to okay
1: <laughs> so coming from my background as a builder I have to put insurance in every, not only every one of my budgets, but lenders require it. Um, it's a part of, and we actually do insurance a couple of different ways. So we do title insurance. We close on, on properties through title companies, then we do builders risk insurance, and then we have general liability insurance. So that stops somebody from coming, slipping, falling and suing you. Builders risk. If somebody breaks in your site and steals from you, uh, title insurance, if you buy, a piece of land and somebody comes back and says, you didn't buy the right one.
0: All right. So title insurance, yep. builder's risk, yep. and
1: general liability insurance. General. There's one more policy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called vacant insurance. So when we buy a house that we plan on tearing down, we buy a vacant policy. And that basically says that uh, if anybody gets hurt before we tear this house down, nobody lives there, but the house is insured. So I'm
0: already trying to figure out my numbers. I want to buy a house and I want to flip it. All right. Okay. How much am I spending on these? Because that sounds how many? How many insurances did you name? How four. M- four different insurances. Okay. What does that so, look like?
1: title insurance you do at the time of purchase. That's about twelve hundred bucks. Okay. Builder's risk on a flip, depending on the size of your, it's based on the amount of value. So that can be anywhere between five hundred to fifteen hundred. If and is it's a more expensive upfront too. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, $1,200, um, 1500 Yep. Okay.
1: And then 17. general liability insurance is continuous. So you can get it project-based or you just get it um, from a business. So we've had several different levels of general liability insurance, everywhere from about $5,000 a year to about $17,000 a year. Where did
0: we start?
1: We started on the five.
0: Okay. So I got one flip.
1: One flip. Then I would get a, a policy specific for that project. Probably cost you 600 bucks.
0: 600 bucks. I'm not
1: an insurance agent. Disclaimer.
0: No. Okay. So, yes.
1: I just pay bills to people who sell insurance.
0: <laughs> so, that $600 is up front or $600 over Everything's the- Everything's up front.
1: Okay. No insurance policy is retroactive because if your shit burns down, they want- Like, you want your money. You got to give them their money up front. Okay.
0: So, I have $1,200 for-
1: title insurance. title
0: insurance. I have $600 for- Builder's Builders risk. risk. Okay, Mm so I'm at 12, 6, that's 18. The girl can add. And then you said 500. This is on one flip. 500 on?
1: 500 on general liability or liability policy. General liability.
0: And then there was another one.
1: Vacant. That's only if it's a property that is sitting there. You're not currently working on it. It's in between things, right? So but on if you, a
0: flip, we're not talking about new construction. No, on I, a flip.
1: I understand if okay. you have a flip, let's say we had a flip property that we waited three months before we did any work. Yes. We had to put insurance on that. Got it. So we, we hold that insurance. So if you're immediately working on it, then your builder's risk will cover you. If you're planning to work on it in a month or two, you got to have some kind of coverage.
0: Okay. So why is it so important? Can one can you do a flip without either of these? Sure. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I feel like it goes without saying why you need it. But what are some of the challenges? So what you're saying is, if you can't tell, Kevin does all of the insurances. <laughs> so let's learn together, y'all. <laughs> so we've all have we always even from the beginning of our flip from Singing Bird we had we've all had, of that yes. Let me tell y'all something. The man is thorough. Okay.
1: I I come from professional construction for companies that have to be insured.
0: Okay. So take your advice <laughs> from this guy because he comes from professional construction that has to be insured. I've, I've
1: testified in lawsuits. I've people have died on sites that I've been a part of. And lots of different things. Okay. So I I know the power of insurance. So Yeah, you can do a lot of stuff without insurance. Is it smart to do it? No.
0: That's what I was going to say. So in your experience, so we flipped, we have friends and colleagues that also do uh, renovations and stuff. Do most people who do this level of work, who do flips and renovations, do they carry these insurances?
1: The majority. I'd say the majority at least do a builder's risk. Um, I think the majority of people probably do title insurance as well, because it's only smart to close with a title company. They validate that the title is clear to the property. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for your average walk-up off the street investor that's just trying to get into flipping houses, if he has a, unless he's all cash, it's hard money lender is going to make him get an insurance policy, right? So that's kind of the and de insurance facto policy. Protection. You
0: mean builder's risk, risk. an insurance, okay. and they'll
1: make they'll make them do title insurance. So you at least going to have those two. Okay, like okay. all that other fancy stuff is we just. I just know what the downside of that is, right? Okay, okay. So, But the majority of investors, if you use a hard money lender, got to have title insurance, got to have um, builder's risk insurance because it protects the person with the money in the deal, right? Insurance is just protection. So if you were all cash, if you were... Um, Flipping your mama's house and, you know, whatever inherited property. I've
0: had people call me and say like, oh, I inherited some property and I want to put some tenants in it. Um, What do you think? And, you know, let's just look at a few different scenarios and give your professional opinion. So I've had people that have called me that are inheriting property. Right. Mm -hmm. And It's a dilapidated property and they want to fix it up and they want to put a tenant in it, but they need to fix it up. Mm-hmm. What are your suggestions for one, when they're just holding the property? Um, what about when they're ready to renovate the property? What kind of insurances do they need if they're just holding it? Like I just I own this property. How, what kind of insurance do I need? And then when they're at the stage that they want to renovate it and put a tenant in it, how does that change?
1: Okay. So when you're, you just recently inherited the property, right? There's the vacant policy that we talked about that just covers kind of, the general liability of the structure. There's also um, endorsements that you can get on a vacant property to cover things like water damage, you know, wind, hail, stuff like that, especially depending on the area you have. Um, There's landlord insurance that covers you in between tenants, but what a builder's risk covers is when you're doing work to the property. So all those other insurance policies aren't for properties under construction. That's the biggest difference.
0: Right. So. Um, And I'm just thinking about the questions that have been asked. So if they inherit a property and Mm -hmm. they don't know what they're going to do with it right now, they're just kind of paying the taxes on it because it's already paid off free and clear. A vacant policy
1: would at least cover the structure. So if it burned down, you get something right. Because insurance policies don't cover the dirt because dirt ain't going to burn down. They cover the house. Okay. so they put a value on the house and then your insurance policy for that value. So the second you have a property. You want to get some coverage because anything can happen
0: regardless of the condition that regardless
1: of the condition, it can be a shell of a structure. Okay. You want to have some type of coverage.
0: Okay. So I think that's important, right? Because I feel like people will think, oh, this is just a raggedy house or this is just an old house, or maybe it's not even habitable. It's not a habitable structure. He's saying that it's important to have insurance on that structure, whether it's habitable, habitable or not.
1: Because you want to think about it like this insurance not only protects, um, you it also provides some type of coverage in the event of liability. If that house burns down and affects the neighbor's house and they sue you, mm-hmm. right? There's some some general benefit to having insurance to to provide some relief in the event of things like that, right? Um, or and I'm I might not be speaking this accurately. I I'm not an insurance agent. I want to give that disclaimer Hold again. On,
0: look at the camera when you- He's not an insurance
1: agent, agent. but in any case, there's a lot of different scenarios where you personally, as the owner would want to protect yourself through insurance. Okay. Right. Regardless of if anybody's there or not, because what, think about it like this. What if you get a homeless person breaks in the house and then they die? You can get insurance to cover you from something like that, like vandalism and vacancy insurance covers People coming in and, and doing something to it, right? Okay. Uh what if, God forbid, you know, the house falls down and somebody
0: is inside of it. Or or somebody some kids is walking are by. Exactly. Here's the thing, we used to I not even high low key, we used to jump roofs, okay, at my grandma's house. There was these houses that were very close together, abandoned houses, we climbed to the top and jump back and forth. Um, and these are abandoned houses. So yep. I even got a, a nice little nail, a rusty nail stuck in my foot and had to get a tetanus shot. So all of that, that's the coverage yeah, that, if, that kind of stuff covers. Let's
1: say if you, you went home to your parents and they said, who owns that house? We going to sue them. That's a thing. Right. We live in a very litigious society. So,
0: okay. So if you inherit property and you just have property sitting out there, you want to cover that. Yep. Right. Um, and that's a piece of. The puzzle, but then you're saying you're ready to renovate it. And I think you already went through once it comes to renovation. You want to do a builder's risk. So, for there's vacant, no, you don't need vacant after that.
1: Well, so there's title insurance, builder's risk, vacant policy.
0: Okay, run that back. If I inherit it, I don't need title insurance.
1: If you inherit it, you don't need title. Okay, insurance.
0: OK, but however, if I'm buying a flip like we're looking for our first flip, you would run it through X, a title company,
1: get title insurance,
0: couple X and Y are looking for, to do a flip. You have those three insurances that Kevin suggested. So
1: let me give you a, a great example of why title insurance is so important. Right. So one of our good friends and, and lenders, they did a deal with a flip house. Right. Um, the seller of that flip house. Did a lease back, right? So when the lease ended and came back and said, "Hey, um, you know it's time for you to move out," he said, "I never sold the house." Now this person got two hundred thousand dollars, mm. closed out a title company, listed on the MLS, everything. I never sold the house. I ain't never signed no paperwork. I ain't never whatever. He immediately was able to file a claim with his title insurance, saying the. I own this property. The chain of title is clear. So obviously he sold the house. That's what title insurance does. It shows and protects ownership.
0: But also, um, it any any for any reason if somebody comes back exactly right that's so showing the chain of title. That shows yep. that shows but I'm just making it plain for people who don't even understand oh, yeah. what chain of title is. So you buy a flip house, because this is a thing too. You buy a house to flip, somebody sells it to you, it's been flipped.
1: And it's you all. have
0: a tenant in hey, it, yeah. it's yours, and then somebody's granddaughter comes down from Oklahoma and says, Hey, this is my grandma's house. So that's a, so we bought a house.
1: We bought a house. That's what
0: title insurance does.
1: We bought a house and had to fire up our title company once. And you'll remember this once I tell you,
0: I remember it now
1: where there was a cloud on the title Mm -hmm. that we had to, we had to get our title insurance company to, to rectify this because they, they were the problem. The, the cloud basically said that the original owner, at any point in time, had the right to come back and reclaim that house. There was a, a cloud on the title that said that. So we like, hold on. We're looking at the title report. What is this? Oh, well, that's just a, well, it turns out they put that into the file after closing. We didn't sign it.
0: I don't the, remember The seller this. didn't
1: sign it. And we almost had to sue them. You remember we almost had to sue them. I do not. To correct this. And they had to correct it because it's an insurance policy. Sounds familiar. You can't. You can't just put whatever the hell you want. Is it the
0: title company that shall remain nameless that we vowed to never do business with again? Yes, it is. It is. is. (laughs) I remember there was a whole debacle. We had a couple of
1: deals with said different divisions of that said horrible title company.
0: We did. Title companies do matter. Um,
1: It does matter. It matters. Black lives matter and title companies do too.
0: (laughs) But you know what? It's one of those things that you don't realize until you have an issue with title. And then you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We need to do business with better title business people. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: that's for for brand new people. That's the strongest lesson you learn. You want a strong title partner. You want the people you can call and say, hey, is this right? What's wrong with this picture? Okay,
0: But you know what? And this is a whole different episode. But... (laughs) what what the heck is title and what do you do with it right because everybody wants to flip a house everybody loves the sexy parts of flipping house they want to choose backsplash and tile they want an instagram video you know themselves doing a demolition um and all of that is fun but the business of this Right. The liability and the risk that comes with it. I think that that's the part that people miss out on. So right? we're
1: going to have La Monica on this podcast to explain what title <laughs> is, because I'm I'm title is the chain of ownership throughout time from when that property was first entitled. Right. Right. So. I told you the story. You've heard the story a million times. I met a guy in Y'all a best haven't buy heard it
0: a million times, so I'm going to let him tell it. But let me tell you something. She's
1: heard the story. A million <laughs> Met a guy. Stars uh, in a Best Buy, he was buying a camera with GPS. His family had a land grant from Spain with like 14,000 acres or some astronomical amount of land. So he bought a camera that he could trace the coordinates of this property, right? Just to understand how much land he owns, but to own a piece of property, for that many hundreds of years from a land grant from Spain. That's before the state of Texas. That's before United States. That's before Mexico's ownership, right? So to own a piece of property that long, you have to understand title because that's the only way that you own it. That's the only way you can carry that forth for that bigger piece of property, you got to have some strong teams and some money behind you to make sure that you remain ownership. And most, most Pieces of property in Texas don't have mineral rights, right? right? Um, The reason why is at some point in time, somebody sold those off and they were removed from the chain of title. So if you find oil in your backyard, you don't own it. It's not your own. It's the person who had that property 150 years ago who said, I can sell this land, but I'm not selling the rights a long time
0: ago. It's so funny. I remember when... Um, okay. So our house together was my second house. So yep. I don't remember it when I first, when I first bought a house, but the second time as I'm reading through the new construction contract, I'm like, wait a minute. You need to tell me if I find oil in my backyard, it's not mine. Nope. And that's what I learned. I was like, Oh, okay. And that's,
1: that's 96% of the properties in Texas. Yeah. And the mineral rights go back 300 years. That's it. Yeah. Cause basically 300 years is right around 1800s right in that 300 400 years so texas texas was just unincorporated raw land spain technically settled texas mexico took ownership of texas texas became its own thing united states i'm not 100% Hundred percent okay. sure I'm clear on the history, give but Kevin,
0: let's give Kevin some applause if there was an applause. <laughs> if there was- Stars an... <laughs> at
1: night are big and bright for
0: Kevin's Texas history lesson here. But no, I think that's really good information. If I'm
1: wrong, drop a comment.
0: I, you know what? Who who's gonna who's gonna check you, boo?
1: The point is, the people between that Spain Mexico part sold a bunch of stuff off in Texas. They promised. They made a lot of promises. Some of those promises still hold true legally today.
0: Let me bring it back to where um we started okay. right Um, and this is just to recap when you want to do a flip, yep. Everybody wants to do a flip when you want to do a flip and you're making your budget, you want to account for insurances, Um, put your big boy pants on and your big girl panties on and make sure that that's a part of what you're doing. Sometimes people take their own money. Sometimes families are pooling money to, you know, make the, bring these properties up. You still want to make sure that you're covered. Um, I don't know if you have any questions about, insurance we can make referrals no drop a comment drop a comment but we, we can, can certainly make referrals because we're not insurance agents right and if you
1: want to hear more we can have an insurance agent on the podcast oh
0: that would be good
1: yeah somebody to really talk about the ins and outs of it because insurance is is it always sounds like too much in theory until you need it until they burn down your house or stole all your copper or you know whatever insurance is for a reason right it's to protect shit, and You don't know what you need to protect until you need to protect it. So protect yourself, your family's money, your personal money, your liability through using insurance.
0: like it. There we go. Until next time.
1: This is the Marriage and Real Estate Podcast. We out.